Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like therapy. Therapy. We have a lot of experience with therapy in this house. We have a lot of interaction with therapy. This is true. The difference between interaction and experience? The reason you chose a different word? I think the experience indicates a cooperative interaction of some sort, which is not always true on the part of our children. Oh my God, that is so true. Number one got himself fired from therapy because he refused to actually participate. He was in therapy as a recommendation from his meds provider. Mm -hmm. And he just wasn't interested in actually talking through or learning coping skills or changing any behaviors or he he was very invested in some of his self-sabotaging choices. Yes, and that is exactly why he got fired. His investment in his sabotage of himself was more so than any application of therapy could assist him in getting around. So And <laughs> You of all people know, you are a mental health provider, and you of all people know that trying to get buy-in from teenagers is just a challenge. It's it's not that much different from parenting. No. You don't get buy-in from teenagers. And it's the same thing in education. You have to get buy-in some other way. They don't want to solve their own problems. Half the time, they're not even willing to admit that the problems are problems. You have to get them to acknowledge that they have a relationship with you and that you may have some good ideas for them, or that somehow there is a better way to be, even though there isn't a problem. <laughs> it's it's the same thing in the math classroom or the music classroom. I, I can't tell a kid that their voice sucks, but I can tell them that there are ways to improve it, mm-hmm. you know? So that is a definite challenge when you're doing therapy with adolescents, but Mm -hmm. number one was particularly resistant. Yes. And and I was impressed with his therapist for firing him because uh, some people will just keep trying and it's not always a good idea. Right. Some teenagers are having problems, do wish somebody would help them, don't like to admit that. And then when they see somebody really trying to help them, they do latch on to that. Mm Mm-hmm. As you've seen in in the classroom as well. Yes. Um, And then there was our number one child. There was. (laughs) And I mean, admittedly, he's, he's reached a point where he's now relatively successfully adulting. He has had a job. He's in between jobs right now. But, you know, he's, he's getting there. He probably would have benefited from interacting appropriately with therapy, but he didn't. And he's got other ways of getting there. We hope so. Well... Number two, on the other hand. Number two, also a therapy challenge. And with him, it's not a matter of being too invested in not admitting problems or too invested in... It's that he doesn't... I I question whether he even has the cognitive capacity to engage in the therapeutic process in a beneficial way. Shake my head no. And as with the usual qualifiers that to say that somebody lacks cognitive capacity sounds like I'm calling someone stupid or calling someone dumb or using some judgmental term, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying this may not be the right approach for his level of cognitive capacity. Well, yes. And you have to remember 
that we did take him to someone to try to work on the problems he was having. That person assessed him, and the person is very well known in our community to deal with a, a type of pro- provider that deals with very difficult children, especially boys, mm-hmm. said, no, I can't work with him. He won't be able to do it. Right. I remember this. Yeah. You know, at that age, that would be the expected best in line provider. And the guy said no. So we didn't take number two child to therapy because we thought, oh, therapy will be so helpful for him. We took him because therapy was going to be helpful for the family. And so it was family therapy with him. And and there is there is billing codes for that. Yes. There's family therapy with patient, family therapy without patient, which is usually in my case, a parent session. Right. And in his case, we were trying to uh, help our family deal with his mother accusing us and the problems she was causing by making him, uh, I would say her minion, but he's more like a whole, what is a group of minions? A clusterfuck? Yes. A clusterfuck <laughs> of minions. There you go. Thank you. Yes. He he has the energy of many children, and yes, so it was- And the thw- thwarting capacity of all. Oh, yes. <laughs> and we say this with complete and utter love and devotion to this child. You have to be impressed. Yes. That, you know, it was at that point, she was intentionally and systematically- Mm-hmm. trying to turn the child against us, which I had seen in small ways for years leading That's up so to it. That's so common with but step-parents. You can't say it. Well, and you, you never can say it to the kid. But anyhow, we took him to therapy because it was another person as a professional who could say whether or not this child was being abused and see the interaction of each person involved and, and be a witness to that. And he was able to do that. And, and in that way, it was successful in the way of getting any sort of, you know, therapy is, is typically thought of as a way to get insight and, you know, tools for coping with things and and problem solving. There was none of that. No. Uh, not, not on his individual part. I think the one thing he did get from it was the fact that he knew we were invested in problem solving. He saw that this was supposed to be part of the solving process. Mm-hmm. And that we were invested in actually engaging on a regular basis with this very specific act of relationship building and problem solving. Mm -hmm. And so for that part, I don't think he was able to engage in any behavioral adaptations or thought process changing or anything like that. But I think it did benefit him in that he saw both you and I engaging in this process of trying to solve problems. And and including the other person, if they would be included. And welcoming his mother if she wanted to come, and she always chose not to if I was going to be there. And Yeah, and then otherwise she very seldomly – she she took very few opportunities – I was listening to a thing the other day, a podcast, uh, they were talking about friend therapy, I think it was Invisibilia, where you take your besties, if you're having problems and treat it like couples therapy or like family therapy, you know, because you're chosen family. Mm -hmm. And there was somebody saying something along the lines of, and it may have been a different podcast, and I'm conflating the two, but they were saying something like, I didn't want to take another person to therapy. And the response was, was that because you wanted to control the narrative? Or was it because you don't feel like this sol- this would solve the problem? 
And that was the thing was, you know, she said she wanted other people in on this problem solving process. She said she wanted other people to help solve the problem. But once other people actually got involved, she couldn't control the narrative anymore. Mm-hmm. Those were good questions uh, for that person. You know, just th- thinking <laughs> overall about... Um, in your professional opinion. <laughs> in my professional opinion, and also in my opinion as as a participant in my own therapy. Yeah, we'll get to your experience in just a second because one more kid who has not had therapy up to this point but has asked for it recently. Yes, and I have to point out that the other two did not ask for it. They did not, and that makes me hopeful that this one will actually engage with the process. Although, at their age, I also asked for therapy and then chose not to engage with it. Mm -hmm. Because teenagers are dumb, including me when I was one. I can't remember much. It's too long ago and other things happened in between that make me forget. But anyhow. You did have therapy when you were young. I did, and I was suspicious of it. And it was odd therapy because it was through the school district. So you have school psychologists and they are really odd birds. But anyhow. You you have to be to want to get, I mean, that's a very niche profession. So well, and they're, they're generally, at least at that point, there were psychologists. Now I now there are many who are, you know, licensed counselors and so forth. Right. But anyhow. And so I think having number three, approaching therapy from a I want to do it standpoint will be a good experience, even if they teenager their way out of it. If any of our children is going to realize that you can use the therapy to gain tools, it'd be that one. Yes, I think they're very capable. And as long as they can get over their emotional barriers and bad case of teenager, then I think it will benefit them greatly and they start next month. Mm-hmm. You, on the other hand, have been doing this since you were a teenager from yes. the client side. Yes. And because it was at least mostly useful for you, mm-hmm. then when you were ready to choose a long-term career, you decided to do it from the provider side as well. Yeah. Yeah. I had enough experience in it. I thought, I could do that. <laughs> That's what everyone thinks. You, I beg to differ. I have met our children. They do not think about that. Well, okay, fair. But you wouldn't be the first person to Dunning-Kruger yourself into a career. Okay. My my general recollection is, you know, as a person coming from mostly blue-collar blue family on both sides, um, this was a job I could do and, you know, do no matter what condition my body was in. You had watched your family use up their bodies by way of their careers and other poor choices. Yes. I like the way you put their careers in poor choices. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, Most you know, of them, it's they like didn't have a choice, but yeah. Well, yes, but a lot of, you know, a lot of blue collar careers do use you up. I mean, they do. There's a meme that goes around occasionally that says, you know, if you think that uh, a sex worker is selling their body, but a factory worker isn't, then you need to rethink your idea on labor. Mm-hmm. You know, you will use your body up in a blue collar job if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. And very well, few people have the ability or the privilege to be careful. Yeah, I was going to so, say, if you're not careful, is not necessarily a choice. Right. And so for you to be able to choose a profession that you can do sitting in a room with someone else, sitting at a desk, sitting, if your body decides to go kaput, you can still do it because it only needs your brain. Although... It needs your brain and, and your willingness. Yes. 
which has more recently come into question. However, <laughs> that was my thought at that time. Plus, I was already slightly older and just doing doing other jobs I did not want to do, which is the nature of a lot of blue-collar work, mm-hmm. and understood the need to pay bills for a long time. So, Picking something you could do for a long time was a good choice. Yes, and that I, I knew that I would be capable of. Right. And after you had gotten settled in this career, you realized at that point that, like a lot of people now, we're outliving our retirement. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people get retirement jobs if yes. they are able to retire. And you considered that this is a job that you could transition out of the public sector, mm-hmm. which you have been holding on to for job security, completely reasonable. Well, and also until the last few years, enjoyed very much and so did not think about that I was holding on to it. I was just doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what I was telling uh, number three child the other day. They were trying to figure out what kind of specializations they should look into or start preparing for college. They're a freshman in high school and it's a ways off, but it's, you know, things you start thinking about what classes should I be taking now to prepare for- You do if you have the privilege of it. Yes. I know I didn't. No. And, you know, admittedly, you and I did not, but we have worked our way up. We had the privilege and not only that, but also the luck to be able to continue in our academic pursuits because I know a lot of people who started and had to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, d- I did it by waiting really long and starting late. But but yes, if you can think about it, you know, if you have that opportunity, it's a good thing. And so, so we provide that to our kids and they do have the opportunity to think ahead of, do I want to go to college? Do I want to learn a trade? Do I want to be learning it now with CTE classes in high school? Do I want to be going and doing dual enrollment at the community college? Do I, you know, we were talking over these options. And I pointed out to number three that they could, there are a number of career paths right now that do not require multiple degrees, but would still make more than I do with my multiple degrees Mm -hmm. in the private sector, Mm -hmm. and would make about what I make with multiple degrees in the public sector, but have way more job security. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, so I think I've got a hook to get them thinking about the future. But that said, that would be why you and I have stayed in the public sector even when it has gotten hard because job security and retirement. Yes. And I think that comes from the, you know, Midwestern culture that we grew up in. Yes. Each of us. Yes. And again, you know, from growing up, both of us intermittently in poverty, Mm -hmm. that we recognize the need to continue to hustle. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you've been sticking it out. But you were thinking about, you know, what do I want to do after? And for a while, it was moving into private practice or... Or doing some other contract government type work where you fill in for providers at bases and stuff like that. At military bases. Military bases or other, you know, what all all the options were. I had been looking into them some probably 10, 15 years ago, had looked into that and found found a lot about, you know, some of those options and then let them sit on the side. Mm Mm-hmm. But recently, like I said, it's gotten a lot harder, which I mean, a lot of careers have gotten a lot harder in the past few years. But yours in particular, there's just been a lot of organizational, I almost want to use the word clusterfuck again, but... (laughs) Everybody in my organization would use that word. (laughs) There you go. Except the people who are in charge of it. Well... And so it's not just pandemic related, and part of it is, but most of it's not. No, it it was started well before the pandemic 
And the thing about burnout is that you you don't recognize it right away. And once you do recognize it, that, that in itself takes some grappling with, you know, what to do about. So I've been struggling with some burnout for, for a few years. Mm-hmm. And once I realized it, realized I should go back to therapy. Back to therapy. And you already had a therapist on board for your gender transition. I did. And I think I had a similar thought process and approach to going back to therapy for the burnout as I did for the gender confirmation documents in that I didn't really want to deal with therapy because I deal with it so much. And being on the other side of it takes a lot of work to, you know, get in that position and and utilize it for me that I thought, well, I need, I'm going to need documentation. If I need more assistance, if I need to take leave time, I'm going to need documentation. And I know this person can help me with both things. And and that's how I went into therapy some years ago when I realized I was going to probably need documentation for hormones, mm-hmm. hormone access. Right. And I did not want to go to therapy. <laughs> really have enough of it. And I really had the most opposition to gatekeeping. Yes, understandable. And so I didn't want that. Most of all, I was sure there was a way around it because it just pisses me off. Right. And I did sort of find a way around it by going through it because I found the right therapist. Yes. And that's the thing. You know, you do need to find the right person. If the first person you talk to, if the first person on your insurance list isn't on board with your goals, then you look for someone else. You were lucky enough to know enough about the community of therapists, the professional community in our area, that you kind of knew where to go and you kind of knew which people to talk to. And you were already kind of connected with the trans community so they could give you, you know, the right recommendations. Yes. And I you know, being being a provider in that community, I have to find somebody I don't know outside of. I don't know otherwise. I just know of them. You, I you, don't know them. You can't get good therapy from a personal friend or work acquaintance. You, you can get in a not, not non-professional sense. If you have good friends, sometimes you don't need therapy. Well, there yes. are issues that come up, which is why I have a job. Well, yeah. So. And that's the thing. If you're, you know, the the professional relationship and the personal relationship are and should be separate, very differently structured. Mm-hmm. So it was good that you were able to find someone who wasn't going to act gatekeepery and was just going to be on board with meeting your goals. Right. And reali- and also had the realization that the gate is there and we have to deal with it. Fucking gates. Yeah. So I'm, where am ours I is sticky right now. We need to <laughs> shave down the wood on the edge where it keeps catching. The front one or the back one? The front one, because the back one swings open. It's a big problem. It's anyway. I mean, yeah. I'm, fucking gates. I just, yeah, there's a lot of things that need to happen. And it's never as simple as any house project. It is never as simple as let me just shave that down. No. Or let me take that board off and replace it. It's it's just not going to work like that. I know I've dealt with this gate. Are we still on the metaphor or are we? Both. <laughs> We're on both. Okay. So you got through the gatekeepies and then you were 
done, but then you needed a little bit of help figuring out how to deal with burnout and you already knew this person and knew that she was on board with helping you achieve goals. I also used her when we had all of our challenges with the boy's mother um, as support then. It's funny to me to hear you say you used her. I I know that that's, I mean, that's the term, you know, you you saw her for her services. You used her. People would say saw, I suppose. I saw my therapist. You used your therapist. I do. And that's the thing. She she understands the idea that she is there to be a tool of problem solving and to provide you with tools of problem solving. So in this case, I think use is an acceptable yes. <laughs> verb. So in the past year or so, because time is irrelevant. What even is time anymore? Happened, I went back to therapy. It did take a while to get in because- Because it's a pandemic. Yeah. and But I, I didn't need to hurry. You're still stuck in the same problem. It's not going away. Well, it not, will still need problem that, it solving. Wasn't, it wasn't going to compound itself in the meantime. Oh, that's good. Knowing that, that I was heading towards a solution, I could sit in line and wait for my turn because all I really needed was a solution to be in place by a certain time. And that was involving my upcoming retirement and not being in some sort of state of unravel. And then I needed to get to that that I was not coping well with the point I was at in my burnout and it was going downhill for me. And it was not pretty trying to just cope with my job every day and the complete corruption involved in a helping agency. Mm -hmm. So I I needed that support. I needed somebody to help me recognize where I can help myself. And give me ideas like I do for other people. Yes. What tools do we have and what ones can we use for this problem? Right. You know, it's like a toolbox. Right. If you have a hammer and a wrench in your toolbox, which one can you apply to this problem? You know, and if you need an all, how can we develop you an all? Exactly. (laughs) So anyway... What other tool do you need and how do you discover what that tool is and how to get it? Yes. So I went back to therapy and at this point I knew that I was going to just want to survive until my retirement. Mm Mm-hmm. But survive in a more pleasant way with a better outcome. And she understands that goal. She's seen this problem. Mm-hmm. She understands that it's a it's a huge concern to come out at the end of a trauma, like the one I'm still in the midst of, called my job. Yes. And then have all of it unravel on you. Mm-hmm. To be more prepared will increase my chances of a better survival. Right. Emotionally, mentally, and physically. And part of that experience meant that you were concerned considering other retirement jobs. Like you were looking at, you know, once I retire, maybe maybe I won't go into private practice. Maybe I need to be done being a provider for a while. Maybe oh. I need to go do something else. You were looking at like oh. the post office. I, I had already decided I couldn't do it mm-hmm. at that point. Even though one of the reasons I embarked on this career is I knew I would be able to do it a long time. And I right. no longer felt that way. Right. And the post office, when I was younger, when I was like in high school and I'd be walking to school, I would see the the postal carrier and I thought I could do that job. Like you said, we all think this. I (laughs) could do that. (laughs) Um, Because there they were walking around outside doing things all day. You like being outside doing things all day. (laughs) Then there's an orderly part to it. Oh, that's beautiful. Sort the mail and put it where it goes. 
Yes. I could do this. These all sound like things that would fit so nicely into your brain space. Yes. So I thought I would go work for the post office, you know, and I bet if I had pursued that, especially back then, I could have gotten in. There was a lot of ads about coming to work for the post office. Really, it's like a contracting type problem. But in any case, in my brainstorming, I I was considering that and looking into what would you do if you were going to do that? Wait for DeJoy to get ousted from his position. Yeah, well. (laughs) Sorry. That that's a big on the bigger scale. I was thinking, you know, more immediate vicinity. Okay. And the best thing to do, as you and I know, you know, as we try to embark on our careers, is to get the information of how do you get to that research. The, yeah, I didn't come up with a lot of other things in the interim. I I was too overwhelmed with the surviving. That was a glimmer of hope before the therapy of oh, I could just do something totally something else. I'll do something else. Yes. And, um, and then, you know, I started back to therapy and therapy is helpful. I mean, I explained right away, look, this is not going well, but I have a lot of sick leave and I need to be able to use it for my mental health. And so I need you to be there. I I only need therapy probably, you know, once a month or something is what her and I both decided more frequently. If I desired that we would increase it, but, Mm -hmm. but trying to fit me into her schedule, I had to wait three months to even get in once. Right. To discuss the I was needs. kind of amazed that I was able to get number three in in less than a month, like just, just under it's, a month. It's a lot of timing of various cogs, but anyhow. Yeah. And she understood that. And then also, it, you know, being the, the therapist on the therapy end, you know, the therapist end of it, <laughs> not the therapist on the yes. I need therapy end of it, knew to try to help me find the tools. And some of those were like, what things have helped you get through difficulties? Like uh, one of the things, I made a list of things I could do. And that way I could select from them and try to accomplish those tasks. And then you feel accomplished in something you've completed and also have something you can then use. And that's important when you feel like your job is stymieing your ability to have accomplishments that you can find accomplishment or at least a sense of accomplishment other places and build that for yourself anyway. Yes. Well, that's good. Yes, because at that point, my job was a bit like the cadaver dog who has not been given the... What they do when they train cadaver dogs is they every so many times let them find a live person because otherwise there is no hope. Right. Right. And my work wife and I had not found a live person in a long time. So, so she gave me, you know, helped me sort out what kind of tasks they could be like. For instance, one that's still on the list and, and we've made a couple attempts at getting to is a Spotify list, a short, short Spotify list of like five songs of, Mm -hmm. you know, that are helpful to get your mind reset or launch your mind in another direction. And, and then, you know, there's technical things and, and it's still on the list. You and I have to have the time to sit down and... I have to show you how to Spotify. <laughs> you have to show me how to Spotify because you have the account and you sent me the link and I can't get in and blah, blah, blah. Right. It seems like it shouldn't be a problem. But well, it, timing for us has been mostly the problem timing lately. Timing is yeah. always the problem here. Aww. Yeah. So continue. So those, those are some of the types of things. And some of them are other small, helpful things like... My work wife and I, when we were in the office, used to come up with ridiculous things all the time out of any source we found that came across our desk of, here's a thing you can do that's helpful to you, you know, mentally, physically, etc. Right. And one of them was jump up and down, like jump up and down 20 to 30 times, so many times a day. And so we, we, we implemented this and we put it in our calendars and we would both get up and jump up and down. 
Which sounds ridiculous, but it's actually, you know, it gets your blood flowing, gets your lymph moving. And one time somebody nearby in a cubicle was like, what's going on? <laughs> and you explained. Is there an earthquake? Oh. No, it's just us. And because we're all crazy therapists, they were like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, Christmas lights. We would go around and decorate everybody's cubicles with holiday lights. If you think regardless Hanukkah, of the holiday, <laughs> yes, regardless of the holiday. And if it was Christmas, then and you your thing was Hanukkah, you could have Hanukkah lights at the appropriate time or something else. But you know, because lights are great when it's dark out all the time in the winter. Mm-hmm. So we we would do these various ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. And so I started jumping up and down again because I was so tired. Yes. And I knew it was an emotional tiredness. And so I will just get up off of the whatever surface I'm sitting on in front of the computer and go jump up and down. And then also for myself, I know that I'm not getting as much work done. And at work, I would often be sitting in front of the computer thinking, okay, crank the starter. Well, and I think it's smart to to use the physical override because there are a number of those like where you can physically override your mental or emotional state, trick your body into starting to produce the right kind of hormones to turn your brain state around, Mm -hmm. you know, like jumping up and down is one, making an exaggerated happy face is another. Like if you hold it for so many seconds, your brain will just start to make the chemicals whether or not you want them. As long as you don't look like the Joker. Well, even if you do, as long as you're not looking at yourself and creeping yourself out. (laughs) I suppose. There are a lot of these little, you know, physiological hacks. So it's good that your therapist was able to help you, you know, think about some of these tools and tips that you've used previously and be able to reintegrate them. Right. So in thinking about retirement jobs, and even at some point some years ago when things were going very rough and a lot of jobs were being squashed, and we had had several therapists in our agency, and then we had two, Mm -hmm. me and my work wife. Mm -hmm. Um, At that time, not knowing if our jobs were going to be there, this is probably 10, 12 years ago, maybe a little longer, I I did get an LLC and looked into, uh, I I got a business license and started seeking entrance to insurance panels and so forth trying to looking at getting set up for private practice that was way before the burnout that was just okay i need to do my job somewhere else deal right i need to be ready to do my job somewhere else just in case yes and then you know i ended up keeping my job and uh i let some of that go i thought i thought about pursuing it for a while but there was parenting and recent divorce which actually was a very happy thing but um it was still in the process at Mm -hmm. the time and so I don't know, you know, I don't know where that stuff left off, but it's somewhere in a file. And I haven't decided what I would do when I retire in a little over a year. Hella fucking Louia. Yeah, because I have been so burned out, I thought I'm just going to sit there for as long as I need to sit there and putter around like I do. Uh-huh. And go on a few trips to see baseball. Yep. And those are all the ideas I have. Well, and that's, you know, completely reasonable that like for your own mental health, you, I I can't see you doing that for too long. You will get antsy. You will want to do something. Not only that, but you will need to be able to fund your trips to baseball because government retirement is stable, but it's not generous. True. So I can see you doing that, just sitting and recovering for maybe a year. Mm-hmm. But I think you'll want to do something before long. Hopefully, because that would seem like a healthier option if you felt good enough to do something else that you're feeling pretty healthy. And I do worry about my health quite a bit, considering the health problems I've had over the last several years. True. And over my lifetime, really. Mm-hmm. 
but there's no way I wanted to do anything therapy related at all. And then yesterday, something happened that made me question that. You got a text message from our tall friend who we had on the show way back in like the 100s, 200s, like way back. But she was on this episode, our tall friend, yes. talking about her disability and her the challenges that her disability was giving her with accessing transition care and so on. Yes, she was. And then I want to say in the last couple of years, I don't know exactly with where in that time period, uh, she moved out of state. She did. And for anyone who, you know, we've gotten a couple inquiries about how she's doing and whether anyone could offer her assistance or legal or governmental or whatever, she has gotten her feet under her and she does have a chosen family now that is taking very good care of her and she's doing much better now. Yes. You know, this this was a temporary thing and she has gotten herself into a much better place now. Yes. And apparently one of those things that she's finally embarking on or reaching the embarkation <laughs> she's a, she's approaching of is her gender confirmation surgery, which her insurance is 100% going to cover. Which is totally freaking great. It is so great because I this has been a, so freaking it's a long happy process for her. for her and it's a long process for a lot of trans people. Yes. And I got a message from her with her new phone number. That's great. And she was asking me about my credentials and my understanding of, you know, writing documentation and letters for folks who... She was asking for your professional experience and expertise on gatekeepy shit. Yes. How do I, how do I deal with this? And so I at, was asking her about the process required by her insurance is letters, but the letters have to be within a certain period of time. Which is not uncommon, but in a pandemic, that period of time has kind of gotten hard to meet. It's somewhat obsolete. Right. I was inquiring as to, you know, where the previous documents came from, who provided them. Was that something that could be done by Teladoc or something like that? Because that's a thing that's been the advantage of a pandemic. And she began to explain to me that the providers that had written the letters were from back here. And the state she's in now is a state insurance because it's welfare, you know, type insurance. And what she was trying to figure out is the factor that I have this licensing, know her for all the this time, could I provide any type of documentation for her? Because the letters were out of date. And inquiring about her letters, she sent me a photo of one of the letters and said, I probably could contact this person. However, the person charged her $250. For fuck's sake. For this letter, which made me mad to hear that. And this was a doctor here in town. So it was when she was still living here yes. and still trying to deal with disability and still living in very, very Complete severe poverty. poverty. Yes. And I looked at the letter and I just, I blew up. I, w I was so angry that there could be somebody paid $250 for this several sentences of complete bullshit. The letter was complete not cop out. not com Com not professional at all. It was re it was incredibly bullshit. <laughs> and I thought this is unfair and it can't be happening and I'm not going to put up with it. So I will write her a letter. I'll write her a letter in in my capacity of knowing her and I attended groups with her, support groups. Yes. 
So I can write the letter saying I know her from the support group. Yes. But what it's made me realize is maybe I do want to work. And how can I help people get their fucking letters that they need? How can you help fix some goddamn gates? Yes. Which will be very much like ours, where it's not so easy to take one of the boards off (laughs) or trim the gate at the bottom. But yep. How can I make it easier for these for people to get their their documents that they need when they've done stuff like gotten themselves out of the situation they're in, like her moved to another state, gotten situated there, and now their documents have expired and their insurance in that state, there's a several month wait to start with somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the situation almost everywhere a, right now. That is a pandemic problem as far as therapy is concerned. Yes. And that's like I said, it's that's why I was so surprised that we could get yeah. unacceptable. Yeah. So as you've told me, there's many, many online providers requesting more therapists. And I don't want to do therapy in general, but I sure want to make sure that trans people get what they need to take care of their business. And so I am now interested in doing that after all. I'm interested in that. And I think there's there's probably a way I can get on these provider lists and do that service. There's got to be a way to do it. My question is more, at this point, I don't know, how do I let the people who really need it know? Because I'm sure I could do, if they can't access that service for whatever reason, some type of pro bono work mm-hmm. for them. Right. So I, I think that's phenomenal. We'll see if the energy can stay behind it, but it just makes me so mad. That's such fucking utter bullshit. $250. This was eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was a complete cop out. You can tell that this provider did not want to write this letter. Yet they took that person's money and then wrote this completely unprofessional letter. Mm -hmm. Unacceptable. Yeah. So. So that's how I feel about it. You fix it, baby. So normally at this point, I would ask what's gendery about all this, but if it's not clear by now. <laughs> yeah, if it's not clear by now, I don't know. What's not gendery about that? So don't come calling. You're not set up yet. No, I am not. <laughs> it will take a bit for me to get there. But it'll be I a few years. I can, yeah, it'll be a few years, but I also know I can use my therapist to get information. Right. Because she's active in that community of providers Mm -hmm. that do these things. Very good. So it makes me happy in the way that the queer agenda has always been to me is how do we survive? Right. That's been the queer agenda I always understood. (laughs) How do we get around all your bullshit and survive? Well, good job planning to help people get around bullshit. Thank you. It just, it makes me feel more connected to my queer community to be able to help. That's so good because I know you've also been struggling with that. Like you've said a number of times, not just recently, but over the past four or five years that once you really started passing and once you really just blended into the cishet world that you started to feel disconnected and you wanted more connection, but you didn't know how to pursue it. So this is good. And not only that, but I think that having a renewed sense of purpose, like your purpose was to survive, but now like something bigger than just your own survival, helping other people survive, helping other people thrive, a bigger sense of purpose can be really good for your mental health. Yes. So you're serving other people and serving yourself and it's amazing and I'm happy for you and proud of you. My man's a good guy. Thank you, dear. (laughs) You're welcome. You're very helpful as well. Oh, I'm glad you think so. (laughs) So anything else? I think that's it. All right. 
We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Go ahead. There's a nice airplane for your... <laughs> I know. You to swear about. I only just started, so I'm not swearing mm. yet. Okay. If like five more airplanes come in the next two minutes, then I'll be swearing. Okay. Oh, hold on. Hey, I can see you. Yay. <laughs> Are you ready? Probably. Okay. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is... Did you want to go from there to the youngest kid, or did you want me to go to why that's important? Those are important questions in regards to starting my own therapy or restarting with. I think else. I think I think we'll say, and we'll come to your therapy in a second. Mm-hmm. Well, then just you know, I don't think you have to. I think you can just go to the other one and come back. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. up to you. You're the you can do the big picture. I'm not. That's okay. I can't hold on to the big picture like that. Especially not when if, the big picture has words. When the big picture has no picture and words, it does not work for me. No, but you're very good at pictures. I can do the concept. You should offer to help number three child with their photography assignment because you're good at pictures. I I have thought about it. And you've had <clears> photography <throat> classes and design classes, and you went to a technical school for graphics. Yes, I did. So, But anyway. I, I could possibly. Maybe I have an in now that I helped their father start their car. You might. Yeah. You'll Anyhow. get to do something besides georging at them. <laughs> I am very good at my georging. You are. <laughs> I love it. Anyway. Yes. Um. Ha, 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 ha.